Hello and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public, usually. Today I'm going to talk about something else. It's kind of related still, but you'll see just how it's different. If you watch this as a video, you'll see that I'm in a different location. And there's a good reason for this. I'm actually taking a break. And that's the topic for the conversation that I want to have with you today. I want to share a couple stories from my personal experience where taking a break was necessary, but I didn't take it. And I want to share, well, the reality of taking a break and still recording a podcast episode like this today. So strap in, we're gonna go down memory lane. And uh, also, I guess, into my process documentation on how I can still do the things that I want to get done while I take a step back. Now, quick shout out, I guess, to the sponsor of this episode, Acquire.com. I think in, in many ways, Acquire has been helping founders taking vacations for the very first time, taking a break after building businesses for ages. They are obviously uh, very useful if you want to sell your business for whatever reason. I recently talked to uh, a lot of people in this field, Kevin McCardle from Big Band Software, and I was talking to John Warlow, one of my favorite authors in the field, and he also said something along those lines. People sell for many reasons, and money is just one of them. And if you are at a, just in a, in a state where money is important, but your mental health is more important, maybe wanting to sell your business is not a problem. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to find your way back to yourself and to find a way forward that still preserves the value of your business, however small or large it may be. Right? If you have a business that is maybe worth $10,000, that's a lot of money comparatively to $0, right? There's always, there's always the option when you don't sell your business that it just evaporates because you don't, you're not working on it, you don't give it to somebody else, value just diminishes. I think selling a business is a great idea. I did it a couple of years ago which in many ways allows me to do things like just sitting here today talking to you about taking a break, because I can. So selling a business is a valid approach to this, and Acquire.com will help you. If you want to check this out, really just check it out. You're not committing to anything by looking into this. Um, if you want to help them see where this came from, go to, I guess, try.acquire.com slash Arvid. That's my uh, link for you. Or just go to Acquire.com if you want to figure it out. It's always nice to check. But let's get back to taking a break. I think that's that's the most important part. One thing you'll notice about me being here in this new environment is that I'm also talking in a different way. This is content-wise, I guess, thematically, just a, a, a complete train of thought podcast episode where I just share stories without any kind of goals. I don't have something that I want to tell you at the end. I mean, I do, but it's not scripted. It's not structured in a certain way. It's just ad hoc. I just set this up. I'm looking at my iPhone right now, which I'm uh, using through Camo, a wonderful app that allows me to capture somewhat decent video. I'm talking into my DJI mic that I have set up here um, that's just clipped to me for the very first time. I've never used any clip on mic before, so if the sound sounds different than what you're used to, that's the reason for that. I'm just traveling light and I guess I'm also recording light. <laughs> I'm speaking light. I don't know what it is, but if today I feel I, I just wanted to talk about um, taking a step back because it's such an important thing for me to occasionally do this. Now, the location I'm in is Toronto. I'm in Canada. I mean, I live in Canada. I live in Ontario, but we live in a small town a couple hours away from here. And today, I guess a couple days ago, 
both my girlfriend and I decided to go to Toronto for a week and we took the puppy, which is also visible if you're watching this. If you're not watching this, you might want to because you will see a napping pup for the whole duration of this conversation. She's, she's adorable. She's a, a country dog and she's just exploring the city for the first time. Every day is a, is a magical experience for her. So many sniffs, so many other dogs to greet. It's wonderful. And it's, it's a, a different world for me to inhabit for a short time. And I think that's the important part. I came to the city to just do different things, to relax, to retreat from the standard life that I live in my basement, in my actual studio with the good mic and the good camera. Doesn't matter today, doesn't matter this week. This week I wanna just take a step back, do other things so I can come back refreshed next week. I scheduled all the things that I had this week into next week or the week prior, and we can talk about that later. And this week is just for myself, the pup, and my girlfriend. So why am I taking a break? Well, my experiences in the past, I kind of hinted at that earlier, showed me that if I don't take the break, the break takes me. And I don't want to go to the place that I was twice where I did not take time to deal with my mental health and suffered pretty horribly. The first story I want to share with you is how I got started in the tech industry. I mean, that is probably an interesting story in any case, but it's also mental health related in, in many ways, where I really should have taken a break but didn't. So it must have been over just over 10 years ago, now at this point, 2012, 13, that all out of the blue, I got a DM on Twitter from somebody who'd seen my GitHub profile. And they checked out the technology that I was working with. And at the time, that was CoffeeScript and MongoDB, a lot of JavaScript-heavy uh, development things. So JavaScript was all the rage back in 2010, 2012. And I had built a couple projects just to you know, see if I could do it. And I did, and I enjoyed it, and I pushed it to GitHub, and they found it. They said, hey, you looking for a job? We have this business here. We just raised money in San Francisco. You're interested in working for us? You can do it remotely, back from Germany. You can come visit, see what it's like. And I obviously said yes, because if you get a job offer on Twitter back in 2012, that was like the most cutting edge thing you could possibly do. So I said yes, I flew over against many reservations, by the way, both in my family and in my circle of friends, a couple of other people that uh, were approached by that company from Germany back in the day, some of which then later became my biggest friends as they joined the company and worked there with me. Um, not a reservations to just say, let's just change everything we're doing right now. Because I was a student at the university at that point. I was studying philosophy, political science, like two completely unrelated subjects, but I was always coding. And I said, sure, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go there. Let's make it happen. I went there. It was fun. Met the people. It was awesome. Flew back. Started working remotely back from Germany. I started working, I think, at 4 p.m., and worked all through the night until like early in the morning, 6 a.m. It was weird, but I loved it at the time. I slept all day, woke up at night, and got like a lot of work in because nobody in Germany anywhere at night will disturb you, right? So it was a lot of fun, but it was exhausting. Like you always had to be there. We worked four or five sometimes. Uh, I, I mean, definitely five, not four, but five, six, sometimes seven days a week. It was a lot. And... It kind of broke me because I just could not step back. 
it was such an engulfing and involved job. I loved my work there. It was a great, great company. They were building like an IDE in the browser. What couple, like half a decade later, VS Code would eventually be or would add the Atom, the engine under, underneath is and can be. So a, a web-based, a JavaScript-based IDE, effectively. And we built that back then with a social network attached. It was really cool and a lot of fun. And they, had, they got funding and I got to experience the whole San Francisco startup scene and the vibe and all that. And it was, it was great, but it, it was too much. And I didn't step back because for the first time in my life, as the very first job I ever had, I made like massive amounts of money comparatively to anything I ever did before, could have done here uh, or here in a sense of where I was here back in the day, which was Germany. It just wouldn't have happened, not for a 25-year-old or something. I, I was a long-term student, let's just say that. It took me a while to even find a job. I had a lot of support, both from the government of Germany and from my family. So, you know. Privilege. I'm quite aware of it. But once I once I got into the job, I kind of overworked myself and never took a step back. And that caused some severe burnout. I, I remember pretty vividly that I was standing, standing there on one of my many visits to the place in front of the offices, and I was just crying. I was crying and talking about how the, I, I'm giving my best, but it, it just was not giving, I, I did not have the energy. I'm having a hard time right now even talking about it because the the energy that I should have had wasn't there and I wondered why and I f found fault in myself. As many people do when they feel burnout, they think it's their own fault for not doing enough or not being enough. And well, obviously uh, that was bad and I needed to retract. So I did, I quit. And um, spent, I think, probably four months just sleeping. Like, really. I, I slept like 16 hours a day. And for the rest of the time, I would just watch things or, you know, play with, play games or whatever, just hanging out. I had big support from my family there as well to keeping me uh, just alive, feeding me back on my path to a normal life. And when I, when I came out of that, I kind of swore myself never ever to overcommit for working for somebody else again. Now, you probably heard working for somebody else again. And I guess that has always been true in the future from there. But it did not include working for myself. And that's where I think my second story comes in. Because as you probably know, if you've been following this podcast, and if you don't know, I'll just tell you again, I founded, co-founded, and sold a software as a service business a couple of years ago. We've, Danielle and I, my girlfriend and I, we founded it in 2017. We built it to $55,000 in MRR and we sold it in 2019, just a couple months before the world changed forever, which was this whole, and a whole different topic that maybe you could talk about this too, like the, the pandemic weirdness and all that. But when we sold the business, we didn't sell it just because we wanted to monetize the value of the business. That was one of the reasons. We had many reasons that we wanted to convert the equity that we had in the business into money that would diversify our income portfolio. And we were both kind of living paycheck to paycheck at the time. And we thought, wow, this business is pretty valuable. If you think about it, $55,000 MRR, that means like 600 something thousand dollars in uh, recurring revenue a year. And we had extremely high margins because it was a SaaS business that was highly automated. We had no employees. That was like a 95% profitable business. So that thing itself was hyper valuable. And it was to other people too, which is why we sold it. Um, but one of the major reasons why I kind of pushed for selling it was that I was hyper anxious at the time. 
and I said just now that both Danielle and I were running this business, but nobody else helped us. Danielle is great. She's a wonderful designer. She's a she's an amazing marketer. She's a she was she was a spectacular CEO, but she's no coder. She does not write code. She's not technical at all. That was all my work. That was all me. And if you automate a business almost completely, the things that slip through the cracks tend to be pretty critical, right? If you automate every single question where somebody asks, oh, I don't remember, should I log in with Facebook or Google? If you build an automation that deals with this, then all these 20 questions a day where somebody doesn't know how to log in, they're dealt with. But the question that is, so I saved this, but it's saved weirdly and now my text is gone, data corruption. That is something that you can't automate away. That's something that you have to manually dig into the database for or into the backup scene. So anything that slipped through these automated answers to questions was always high impact. And if I'm the only person being able to deal with this, then I will have to be the person that deals with it. And I, I kind of forgot about that. I, I, in a way, I, I must have completely missed the fact that this was something that I would have needed to deal with. And I didn't. I just took those things, answered them, and helped, and just waited for the next one. And I didn't know, was it going to come 10 minutes from now? Was it going to come a couple hours from now? Or do I have a day where I can actually work on something else? I never knew, because that's what customer support is. You wait for things to come. It's a reactive activity. And that created an anxiety level in myself that was, extre that was just extremely high. It was growing and growing and rising and rising. And even talking about it gives me anxiety a little bit, because I've learned to deal with it through a lot of... Uh, self-talk and a lot of um, dealing with it, talking to other people, therapy, that kind of stuff. But I still feel what that anxiety felt like. You know, I have, a, I have a sense memory of that. And not allowing myself to take breaks was a reason for this. Because if I had allowed myself to take like a week's break, like what I'm doing now, then I would have had to hire somebody to take over my work. And had I hired somebody to take over my work, I would have dealt with the structure of the business in a way that would have had allowed them to be able to solve the problems in the business. So by thinking that I was the only person that could deal with these and I'm good enough, I can do all of this myself, I kind of forbade myself from taking breaks. And that was not a good idea. It caused me to go back to a burnout state this time, it wasn't like purpose-driven like it was with the first time when I was uh, in San Francisco working for that San Francisco company. This time, it was anxiety-induced. It was still burnout. I was still feeling like, ah, why? doesn't matter. Don't want to. Don't feel good. I don't enjoy it anymore. But it came from a different angle. I did not expect that. So after I went through with this, I kind of swore to myself as an addition to the first thing that I said, that I'm not just going to not overwork myself for other people. I'm also not going to overwork myself for myself anymore after this. And I think that has stuck with me. And this week has been an example of why it is so important to me. So coming from these two events in the past, let me share my, my current state of mind. I've been here in this Airbnb with the puppy and Danielle for well, like a, almost a week at this point, and it has been extremely relaxing. I've been reading a lot. I've been napping a lot. That's one of the things that I also allowed myself to do when I felt tired. 
I didn't like force myself to write or to engage on Twitter or to interact with sponsors or all the things I could be doing or edit podcasts like this. I said, no, I'm just going to go to the couch, picture it behind me, uh, lay down next to the dog, also picture it behind me, and just have a nap. And those naps have been probably one of the most restorative things I've done in years. First off, because it's always adorable to nap with a puppy. I highly recommend napping with puppies. It's a wonderful thing. But it's just allowing myself to be unproductive. Maybe that's the wrong word. For not forcing myself to have to be productive, that has been the restorative thing. To take a day and just not have to do anything, not feel like I have to do anything, that is the thing that I've been trying to do over throughout this week. And I struggle with it because I want to be productive. I want to do things. I know that if you're listening to this, you probably have listened to my previous podcast or you like what I'm writing and you like my presence on Twitter. You have a reason to engage with me here. And I take that as a reason to engage with you because I want you to feel like I'm there for you. I'm building things, I'm making things, I'm thinking about things so you can learn something think something, feel something, right? That's, that's why I'm a creator. I want to give to you what I have because that is my purpose. Um, and allowing myself to spend a day not forcing myself to do this in many ways actually gave me more energy to do it the day after. I, like just yesterday, I spent the whole day writing because there I had so many ideas that just, that were, I guess, on the sidelines before, but in not having to think about them, I allowed myself to just consider them, to run them as a background process, and they just proliferated into something much more meaningful. I think I wrote down like five or six drafts for things that I want to talk about over the next month. I even dictated them into my computer because I've been using AudioPen, the software that, uh, that is built or has been built by Luis Pereira, a guy that I had on the podcast just, uh, what is it, last week? <laughs> like this tool has been magnificent for the things that I've been doing. It's a fantastic addition to my tool set and it allowed me to just freely talk about things, just sitting on my couch, petting my dog and thinking about topics that I want to hit in the podcast that I want to bring to you as thoughts that I've been having for a long time and can now codify it to something meaningful and something actionable. So yeah, I, in taking breaks, I came back much stronger content wise, uh, productivity wise to use that word it's been, it's been a, a really useful activity to not force myself to do anything. And the reason I'm even talking to you today, instead of just not doing it and like skipping a week, is that I still believe that consistency in content production or in any kind of presence, like for, for somebody who's building in public in particular, but for somebody who's writing, like myself, um, in general, I just, I want to make sure that the promises that I give, promises that I make, I'm going to send you an email newsletter every week. There's going to be a podcast episode every Friday where I talk about things that I'm bothered by or concerned with or thinking about, like this topic. And there's an interview coming out every Wednesday. That All of these things are dealt with and all of these things are actually there. I keep my promises. That is why I'm doing this today. I'm not going to do much more. Like this is not going to be overly produced or edited. You won't find a single cut in this because I will just share what I did and that's it. This is more a, a vlog than it is a, a podcast episode. But I, I just wanted to give you my perspective from within the restorative state that I'm in. And 
I, I still consider that consistency is the most important thing that has gotten me to where I am, which is why I'm recording this. And which is why taking a break does not mean detaching completely. It just means detaching from most things and sticking with the promises. Like going to the, the bare bone core things of my personal brand, which is that I'm reliable and I guess consistent in what I do. And that the things that I promise are also the things that I keep. So that's what I'm that's why I'm doing this. And Maybe as a look behind the scenes, I kind of mentioned it already. I'm using just my iPhone to record. I'm using this DJI uh, microphone clip on really interesting wireless mic. It's kind of uh, the competitor for the Rode Go 2, I think. And, and this one is really nice. It's uh, it's quite, quite wonderful technology that is small. It's light. You can t- travel with it. And, and that's something maybe that as an indie hacker or as a creator, you might be interested in. Because um, the... The fact that I can record a somewhat okay video and have somewhat okay audio quality on the go just by placing my iPhone on like a water bottle here, you you would love to see the setup. But I can't take a photo because the iPhone I would take the photo with is actually involved in filming this. Um, Having all of this and having my laptop and a mobile secondary screen, that is like my bare bones indie hacker travel package. I have a, a MacBook, uh, MacBook Air M1. I have a, what is this, an Asus 15.2-inch secondary USB screen. I have the iPhone, and I have my mic, a couple cables, and that's it. That is my, that's all I need to be able to create a podcast episode, to edit it, to, to send it out, to distribute it, to comment on people's reactions to it. That's all I need. I don't need the fancy setup. don't need a MacBook uh, Pro with like an M2 Ultra chip and two external monitors or anything, even as a coder probably wouldn't need that. I travel light, but I do travel with equipment because I want to be able to do the things that I care about. The pro- I want to keep the promises that I made. And I also did some pre-recording and some pre-scheduling last week in preparation for this trip. So that may be another important thing if you want to take a break as a creator, as an entrepreneur, having the things in place to allow you to take the break That is something you can do before, like you can do beforehand, right? I tend to record my interview shows a couple weeks in advance. So I did some earlier editing, so I had everything done so I could just schedule it for it to go out here today so I didn't have to do it from this computer in a Wi-Fi network that I don't control. There are things you can do to prepare. And that's kind of hearkening back to the story that I talked to you about Feedback Panda, the software business that I sold, right? Had I built the business, the technical side of the business, in a way that would allow me to give this work to somebody else or do it earlier or, you know, just be more adaptable to other circumstances, to not being there for a couple days, then I probably would have taken more breaks, which would have contributed massively to my mental health and my sanity at that point. I'm not saying it was a bad idea to build a business and commit to the business, but it was a pretty bad idea to overcommit my personal energy, time, and mental health to a business that could have been run better. Because here's the thing. When we sold the business, I was pushing for it. I was pushing for, we, I need to get out of this. I'm anxious all the time. I don't feel well. Had we kept the business running for a couple more months and sold later, obviously we would have made more. You know, it's, it was still more than enough, but that there's always this, what is the limiting factor here? 
is it really the market? Is it my customers? Or is it a churn rate currently? Or, you know, what, what weird thing is it? No, but if it is your own mental self-limitation, then sometimes just being able to take breaks and then taking them can give you a second wind. So I don't want to turn this into a sermon. I really wanted to share um, a couple stories and talk to you from my little Toronto staycation. If you want to see the puppy again, there she is. She's adorable. She's a good friend. She's a co-host of the show. Um, a big shout out to Acquire for sponsoring this. They've been phenomenally helpful in allowing me to do this. Literally allowing me to be here and doing this work. Um, I'm really, really grateful that you listened to me today. I think that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Boots of Fun podcast. You can find me on Twitter. Obviously, Avid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You find my books, Zero to Salty and Better Entrepreneur. Find you following my Twitter course and all the other things I do there as well. Just say hi. That's kind of what I care about most. You don't need to buy anything from me. Just share your stories with me, just like I shared mine with you today. Um, if, you're, if you want to help me with this show, both outside of its normal studio and within, just listen to this in your podcast player of choice. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a rating. A five-star rating would be wonderful. Give it a review if you liked it. Um, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash founder to do exactly that. Find your place where you want to give a review and a rating. That would really, really help to help massively. Follow me on YouTube. Obviously, this is a video with the puppy and you'll see this on my YouTube channel. Um, I'm just really grateful that you listened to me today, that you allowed me to share my stories from a point of recuperation and restoration. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.